Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right. Well, hey, we're here again today. Excited to be here. My name is Jose. I um, work here on staff with Impact Waco. So we've been in a series lately talking about, or we just started this past week, um, Without a King. So just wanted to talk about, hey, what does it mean to be without a king? So can you give us the highlights of what we talked about on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, it's a joy to have you, Jose. <laughs> and uh, it really is. It's just uh, awesome uh, because of all that God's done in your life and your family's life, right? Because this whole series is about bringing the rule and reign of God into our hearts and our lives. Yeah. And, but then when it really gets down to it, it's people, right? Yeah. Like somebody is impacted by Jesus, and then you see it affecting their spouse and their children, and it's a delight to see your own journey and see yeah. what God's doing in your family. I mean, that's the rule and reign of God that's in right. simplicity. But, uh, but, hey, you were talking about Sunday, and again, this is what we're trying to do, is just keep everybody up to date while we're going through this series. And the central passage we're working with is repent, for the kingdom of God is out of hand. And many times we hear that word, and it's like, whoa, you know, repent, and why are you coming so hard so early here if this is about the love of God? But remember, print, uh, repentance is a gift. It's a gift from God. It's His loving kindness that leads us to repentance. It's kind of like God sees us chained up, and he's saying, if you will own it and come to me, I'll break the chain. So that's that's really what repentance is, is turn. Let go of the way you're doing it. Lay hold of Jesus, King Jesus, and his ways, and the chain breaks. But without repentance, uh, they're, they're, it's really very unloving for God not to show us the way out. Yeah. Yeah. So one one quick, yeah. I know you said the yeah. kingdom of God is at hand. Can you can you talk? Is it when you when you say at hand? Is it was it then or is it every day here? That's great. That's a great question. So when we talk about the kingdom of God is at hand, uh, and just to kind of take that uh, in my the way I see it is, if I was to hold out my hands and you put your hand in mine, that would be a present. Hey, at hand literally means it's right before you. Um, but I love that Jesus said at hand. Because throughout the scripture, the right hand of God is our strength. We, we, we're at the right, you know, he, he upholds us with his righteous right hand. Or he cares for us and leads us gently and tenderly with his hands. Or our names are written on his hand. So when I think the kingdom of God is at hand, I always think about the, the power of the hand of God and the tenderness of the hand of God and the love of God. But to directly answer your question, what he's saying is that uh, my kingdom is present now. If you'll acknowledge me, if you will walk with me and let me lead you, the kingdom of God will be with you being made manifest. Mm. And the kingdom of God is to come. So unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. When I get saved, I now am sealed by the grace of God for eternity, but he wants me to bring in the kingdom of God today. And then he extends his hand so that I do it with him, in him, and through him. And it's not just, hey, Jose, uh, kingdom of God's in hand. Get after it. And yeah. then you're, you know, <laughs> how's that work? I mean, it works for a day maybe, but you can't sustain it 
without intimacy with God. So yeah. in the wisdom of God, he says, the kingdom of God is at hand, and then he extends his hand. And he said, take me by the hand, and we will do great works together, and I'll transform your life, and I'll lead you out of bondage and into righteousness. So it's it's that simple to me. It's literally, I think, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's the hand of God now. Yeah. And then it's the daily hand of God. And because we live in a broken world, it's ultimately the eternal uh, expectation that, hey, one day I will be in his hands forever and ever and ever. There we go. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's great, great, you know. And I, and I love that because if we see that, hey, the, the kingdom of God is in his hand is extended to us. So repentance is a joy because he's with us. It isn't, yeah. it's, not, it's not something difficult. Absolutely. It's something hard. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that God would ask us to do that he didn't already preset a way to do it. Mm. It, it. So in the wisdom of God, he says, repent. But he's the one that created us, so he knows it's for our good. Yeah. He knows it's not only doable, but he knows that it is uh, we're not only able, but it is his way. And I love in uh, Acts 3, I believe it's 18 or 19, it says, repent so that seasons of refreshing might come. So repentance is not just uh, I'm evil and now I'm turning to good, or I did bad and I want to do good, help me God. It is seasons of refreshing in the presence of the Lord yeah. when we repent, when we let go of garbage that's suffocating us, uh, actually uh, causing us to operate in a way that we weren't created. Then, man, we turn to the king and his kingdom and, whoo, it's like, wow, this is what I'm made for. And there's refreshment with it, not just obedience yeah. and grit in my teeth. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well. Um, what would be some other big takeaways? Yeah, because you just a lot of packed Lord's Prayer. I mean, it's, sure, it's, a, lot it's intense, a lot yeah, of stuff. A lot of stuff. stuff. So, yeah. what would be some main? Yeah. So, takeaways? so, so what? What I've come to uh, believe is this: is that when you talk about huge concepts like repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I mean, wow, that's pretty big stuff, right? Um, but if we don't get a simple tool to kind of work it out that's consistent and um, uh, known and we can repeat, uh, you know, like we don't have a, a go-to scripture around it, I find that we get kind of lost in the bigness of it. Mm. So I'm convinced that Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer so that we can enter into every aspect of the kingdom consistently, daily, and have a place to go back to as an anchor point when the world gets too big or the kingdom gets too complex, or theology gets a little out there, we just can go back to the Lord's Prayer. So just again, just to repeat it, and I know everybody uh, listening probably has prayed it before, but um, that that whole idea of uh, our Father art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And the name of God, the names of God, are what stir the faith of God mm. in our hearts That's to right. believe that all things are possible. Mm -hmm. You know, so just to throw out a few, um, he's Jehovah Rohi, he's our shepherd, the one who leads us. He's Jehovah Shammah, the God who is there. Yep. I mean, he's present right now, Jose, you and I are talking and God's here, <laughs> woo! So he's Jehovah Shammah. He's uh, Jehovah Makedesh is the one who sanctifies. Isn't that great? So I'm not trying to sanctify myself. I'm trying to 
follow and put my life in the hands of the sanctifier. Yeah. Ooh, that's encouraging. Um, he's Jehovah Rophe, my healing, so the healing of heart, but I can believe for the power of God to be expressed through my life and pray for the sick and believe God, and ultimately I know that healing will be in his presence forever and ever. So he's Jehovah Rophe, doesn't change. But one of my favorites that I think is the most uh, understated is he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And if you've been around Christian circles, you hear he's Jehovah Jireh, you think, uh, hey, he's going to get my money. He's going to get me my house, going <laughs> to get my car. And and uh, I believe God is our provider. The scripture yep. says that he provides for us. But that scripture came from when Abraham was called to sacrifice his son. And he's literally got his son on the altar. He's about to take the knife down. And God speaks and says, no, uh, Abraham, I have another sacrifice. And he looks, and over in the thicket is a ram, a sheep, is caught in the thicket. And he said, I provided the sacrifice. I am Jehovah Jireh, your provider, mm. so your son doesn't have to die. I've made a sacrifice of the lamb in his place so that you will know there's always provision for whatever you need from my hand. Isn't that amazing? I mean... Wow. So when you think Jehovah Jireh, my provider, don't just think, give me some stuff, Lord. I mean, <laughs> think, man, the blood of Jesus was shed as a sacrifice. So I don't have to live in condemnation, sin. And it's blown open the throne room of heaven so that I can access the kingdom of God. So Jehovah Jireh, my provider, if you just said, our Father art in heaven, hallowed be your name, Jehovah Jireh. And you took that in. I mean, that should just throw you into the presence of God, yeah. right? Wow, your kingdom is wide open because of your sacrifice, your Jehovah Jireh. And I'll just, for today, I just want to kind of quickly get to a couple of key points here out of the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And again, we're going to keep unpacking that every week. But the rule and reign of God is the kingdom of heaven. God, would you come rule and reign in this situation? Would you bring order instead of chaos? Would you bring freedom instead of bondage? So that, that every area of our life, we're praying that over all the time. Give us this day our daily bread. There's that consistent, God, today I need you. I love, we were just in a discussion with uh, Mick uh, Murray, one of our leaders, and he was asking, what's fresh today? Yeah. Give us this day our daily bread. He uses the word bread because every day they would have fresh bread. That's that's what they do in the Middle East. They, they have bread every morning fresh, right? And you go to the baker every day or you bake your own bread the night, you need it the night before and you bake it in the morning because it's, it's their sustenance, fresh bread every day. And then, but the, but the, actually, for the balance of our time, the next two are the key for me. And that is, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So um, I come daily and say, God, is there anything? Search me and try me. Of course there is, right? But, so, Lord, I just present to you again my body. And I just say, God, I don't want to be immoral. I don't want to do this action, this deed. I bring it to you. And I usually just replace that with Scripture. What does God say? about me, about that issue. So uh, forgiveness is is as simple as presentation, right? If we, if we come to God, uh, he is faithful just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it's, it's a joy to say, God, search me and try me. Again, back to the heaviness versus the joy of it. But this other key piece is the centrality of the gospel. And he says, uh, forgive us our treasure as we forgive those who trespass against us. So what I know about today is somebody's going to offend me. Yep. Little to big, right? So I love it that he's forewarning us, you're going to have to forgive, so pray into it now. 
And then, of course, there's people that we have on our list. Everybody's got their list, right? You know what I'm saying? It's the list that follows you. Who did you wrong? Who bugs you? Who trips your? Who, who triggers you? Da da da. So we got to bring the list to God every day and bless and pray for and honor in the Spirit those that trigger us, those that hurt us, those who offend us. Because if we don't, the Scripture right after the Lord's Prayer says, "If you don't forgive, I won't forgive you." And just I need to always say theologically, that's not a salvation Scripture. I'm saved by grace. Uh, whether I stay bitter or not, the grace of God, I believe, is sealed by Jesus's covenant and his commitment while mm-hmm. I'm struggling down here figuring it out. But what he is saying is this, if you won't forgive your brother, you will block the grace of God and the kingdom of God in your life personally, and you'll block the flow of grace through you. And man, I think that if there's a number one thing that I believe is is hindering believers from living joy-filled, spirit-filled lives and moving in the power of God, I think it's unforgiveness. And it can be little, right? It says, don't let any root of bitterness rise up in you before it, because it defiles many. Or it could be huge, right? I've got my dad did X and I've been carrying it all my life and I, you know, still working it through. So a lot there, but I just want to say by reading through the Lord's Prayer and praying through it, the Holy Spirit's able daily to start unearthing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, so forgiveness is yeah. not just central. I mean, it's central, but yeah. it's also, I mean, if you, it's central in the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, so the Lord puts it right in the middle, yeah. and then he reinforces it on the backside. If you do the Matthew 6, 9 through 13, is what we know is the Lord's Prayer. Verse 14 and 15 are about unforgiveness. And then he goes on and talks about not only uh, loving your enemies, but blessing them, then praying for those who persecute you. I mean, he is reinforcing this deal that the, and the, you know what? I, I actually just for today, we probably just kind of, this is the central piece, right? Is that um, the reason that he reinforces it so much is because he has forgiven us so much. Every time I forgive, I'm reminded of how much I've been forgiven. But what we tend to do is size ourselves up against somebody. Well, I'm better than you, and you did me wrong, and I'm really a good guy, and you're a terrible guy, and so, so you deserve unforgiveness or bitterness. You know, or, or you, we think we're getting revenge, or, or you know what I'm saying? It's a yeah. bit of a self-righteous stance to not forgive you. If I just pause for a minute and think, how have I offended Jesus? Because he was fully God and fully man. Every day... I offend Jesus in a personal way. And I don't mean that he is gracious, loving, and kind, but there's things I do that if he held me to those things, like if Jesus, at the end of the day, and there's three of us here in the room now, (laughs) if Jesus held you to account every day for what you did that offended him, that walked against his law, that didn't honor him, that didn't represent him well, what if every day, and he said, I'm going to hold you to it. I won't be alive right now. That's right. No, yeah, yeah. So so here's, here's the deal I had. Um, I was with a buddy. He was newly married, and I'm about five years older, so I've been married a little bit longer. And he was kind of complaining about all his wife's faults, you know, that were coming up, first year of marriage, and, and um, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I just listened to him. You know, I let him kind of share his stuff. And then I said, I said, hey, what if God right now called out all your faults and said, and I'm going to hold you to him until you change. Mm. I said, I, I literally had a, almost like a the feeling of a panic attack personally. And I started crying and I said, 
I would die. Yeah. If God put his thumb down and said, you're not moving until you're perfect, or you're not moving until you make it. I mean, my goodness, if I was held to account for everything I did wrong on a given day, there's nothing left of me. Right? You can't breathe. You can't move in that kind of a setting. So why I t- forgive people daily is personal so that I can stay free, but I also do it because it reminds me of the gospel. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of how I've been forgiven. And so uh, in the wisdom of God, he gives us the Lord's prayer to remind us of the gospel, right? All this is about the king and the kingdom. Yep. And um, just huge, huge, huge. Um, yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's go back to you said the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. So repent. So tell me a little bit about I know you talked a little bit about sure. the repentance process. Yeah. On Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can awesome. you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. This is a deal. That the Lord just showed me this years ago to help me not get locked down when I'm because, you know, getting out of sin or getting out of habits, it's a journey. Right. You know, um, so we say, I'm sorry. I agree with God. Hey, this is sin. But I don't change overnight. You know, that's the process. Don't, don't be uh, to be transformed. Don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed through renewing your mind is a journey. And so you got to be comfortable with the journey, but you got to be clear about how the journey works. So here we go. So I'll take that next place about the kingdom of God. After we talk about forgiveness, he says, Lead me not in temptation, but deliver me from evil. So I'm praying ahead of time before when the uh, so that when I'm tempted to walk my way instead of God's way I've got a barrier or a process so let me let me just kind of explain it this way tell you what I'm doing right now this is what I did today and what I'm doing in my own life <laughs> COVID has frustrated me in so many ways and so I have been uh, impatient with Laura I've been short I've, I haven't been she she is the last person in the world I want to offend, right? Yep. She's the greatest joy in my life. She's my greatest partner, but I've uh, taken that for granted uh, in the midst of everything else swirling around me. Does that make sense? And just yep. here it is, just public confession on a podcast, <laughs> right? But but um, so what I what I've said is okay. So Lord, what do I do? There's so much frustration because there's so many people and things and challenges, and. I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart and said, well, why don't you call it anger instead of frustration? Because then it'll start making sense to you, right? So I said, all right, so I'm going to own it. This is anger. It's not just I'm frustrated and everybody just needs to understand. You know, it's, <laughs> it's more like, hey, I'm angry uh, because I can't get my way and I can't control anything. So I got to submit to God. So get a scripture for it. Um, be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen, for the anger man does not achieve the righteousness of God, James 1, 19. And so now I got it. I got the power of God in there because I got a word from God. Be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen, for the anger man does not achieve the righteousness of God. When we feel out of control, we take control through frustration and anger, and it doesn't create righteousness. It creates unrighteousness. Yeah, totally. So here we go. So uh, so let's say that I'm a, so I'm become aware of this, right? So I go to Laura and I said, hey, forgive me. I know I've been very short or impatient or whatever. She says, oh, I know, you know. But she, she is super great. She said, hey, I forgive you. We're great. So, and I said, well, so I, I'm, I'm aware of it, you know, six days after it happened or whatever. So I go to her and, and, and I make it right. So now I've got the scripture going. So I walked out of the door. I was impatient, let's say, last week. And six hours later, I realized a little after lunchtime, 
wow, I was really short and impatient when I walked out the door. So I call her and I said, hey, forgive me. I'm working on this. I'm, and, and she's like, great. We pray together. So then the, a few days later, it, I, I'm impatient with her. Six minutes later, I'm walking, getting my stuff out. And I, the Holy Spirit reminds me because I got the word of God going in me daily. I'm praying about it six minutes later. So I go and I make it right. Then let's say the next day, I'm literally being, my mouth is starting to work in a frustrated way, but I realize, uh-oh, this is, this is it, right? This is the very thing I've been praying about, the very thing God's given me power over, and I ask forgiveness in the moment. Yeah. So now here's the victory, and I'm getting some victory, is uh, by praying James 1 over my heart and my life daily, lead me not in temptation. God, I want to honor my wife. I want to be patient, kind, and loving. Then what I'm doing is, when I'm feeling frustrated, I'm shutting my mouth because I know that God's grace is sufficient for me yeah. and I'm not being impatient with her. So the repentance process is at it full work. Six days later, six hours later, six minutes, I'm doing it. Isn't that crazy that you can be sinning while you're knowing it, you know? <laughs> and then, but now I'm ahead of the game. And this is not a game. These are people's yeah. lives, right? So it matters. She deserves love, care, and kindness. So we're not playing games. But my point is, if you don't understand that, then I can just even get more angry yeah. with trying to get over anger. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, man, I'm trying. I just can't get there. And, you know, I want to be good, but I don't. Kind of the Romans 7 deal. So willpower isn't enough. Yeah, willpower is right. not enough, right? It's grace of God, but it's also the word of God yeah. and a process of God. So let me just wrap up today. All We've right. talked about a lot of big yeah. stuff, right? Um, but I, I love the end of the Lord's Prayer. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And many uh, writers in the past would say it this way. They would, he ended the, Lord's, the, the prayer, if you will, in that way to uh, stir that longing for heaven. For yours is the kingdom. Like one day, no more tears, no more pain, no more. Yours is the kingdom. And you're inviting me into it now. But man, in one day, yeah. the kingdom of God will rule and reign. The kingdoms of this earth will become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, as Revelation says. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And that's the, those are the songs of heaven. They're singing wisdom and glory and power and honor. And you're just like, woo, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be okay. And he is sufficient in all ways. Yep. So I leave you with that today. All right. Lord, I pray over everybody listening. Your kingdom yes, come. Your will be done. May the stirrings of the kingdom of God change and rearrange and, yes. and the chaos inside of us and bring order and peace and power. And may that longing for heaven bring more power to earth, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Passion and Purpose today. Again, it's our heart to help people. The only reason we're doing this is to love people and help people. If this has helped you, pass it on to one, two, or a thousand other people because the more we get the Word of God spreading, the more hope and power that we have to overcome the challenges of our life. We love you guys. Thanks for listening today and pass it on. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.